Hey, Becca. Hey, Tegan. How are you? I'm good. Good. How's your week been? Good. I went to a wedding last week. Oh, that's fun. First wedding of a peer. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> I didn't know peers got married. I know. To the ocean? Not or... my age. Get it? Oh, peers? <laughs> you know, I was I was going to research spelling bees today. <gasps> and... I'll definitely do that episode. That's so fun. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. Did you see I added a bunch of things to the list? I did not. I was like, nail polish. It's mm, a good one. It's like slime. You can literally just pick objects. And yeah. They are good fodder. I've been, I like, probably like a month ago, I was like, we're going to run out of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then probably like a week ago, I was like, there are infinite stuff. That's the beauty of our... I think that the trick to podcasts is you either need to be, like, talking... Okay, you're either just, like, talking, chatting with a friend, and Mm -hmm. then because people live lives, there's, like, an endless stream of content. Or you need to be reviewing endless streams of content, like video games or movies or books or music. Mm -hmm. Or you need to pick a topic that barely even counts as a topic. Yeah, that's us, baby. We kind (laughs) of got the first two. Yeah. That's the thing. We have everything. Well, that's because we're special. And so we are compelling to no one. Exactly. You. What was it? Oh, I made some joke about how you're into DCI and your DCI mm-hmm. podcast would probably be more successful than ours because yeah. it's just niche enough. <laughs> Although I I can't talk well enough about DCI stuff. That's like real technical, you mm-hmm. know? I'd be like, man, do they march good. That would be like, man, I, I love when the music happens. Yeah. To be clear, DCI is not marching band. It's more than that. It's different. It's a lifestyle. It's it's drums and co- brass. Brass mm-hmm. and yeah. color guard and percussion. I mean, there's general percussion. There's usually a pit. Yeah. Marimbas are pretty heavily. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure our listeners didn't just hear DCI. Oh, yeah. Drum you Corps know. International. If you want to have your socks blown off, type DCI into YouTube or just message me, like, personally on Instagram. It is crazy how accessible you are. I... I'm so accessible. You're, like, vying for parasocial relationships. It's not parasocial (laughs) if you message me and we talk about DCI. Then it's just a social relationship where Tegan's talking to you about something she likes. That's true. That no one else wants to talk to her about. This is true. (laughs) This is true. Including her husband, who tries. Mm -hmm. But he simply does not care as much as me. That's that's hard sometimes. That is hard sometimes. People can have different interests. Thank you. I also don't care as much. (laughs) (laughs) I also don't care. (laughs) How was your week? I just came back from visiting Desert's family in Colorado for, like, four days. Mm -hmm. We slept in an RV separate Mm -hmm. from the house full of children, which was a bit of a blessing, Mm -hmm. I will say. We also were away from the hand-foot-mouth disease that was going around the kids. Cool. And, ready for this? What other childhood disease is extremely common? Not really disease, I guess. Chicken pox? Nope. Just a thing that every kid gets at least once. I don't know. It's something that I would like. That you would like? I like the idea of this. Here, I have a prop. I have a prop to help you guess. Lice? Lice! Why do you have a lice? Because <gasps> we're going to take a picture with it, but also... Is that I, what we're talking about We're today? talking about lice! No! Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I have lice. I've done... I've had my head picked through of the reason I was late is because I did a second 
pesticide treatment just to be sure. And I that was is why wondering. my hair is slicked back. I was looking at your hair. Ugliest bun. I was like, this doesn't look like your normal hair. It's, but I didn't want to say anything in case I was wrong. Is that, that, when I so Becca saw me, and what exactly did you say? I said, How's it going? And I said, Oh, you'll find out. No, no, what I said, how's it going? And you were like, Good. I was like, Oh, oh yeah. Is it? Because <laughs> I don't is think it I good? look good. <laughs> I don't think I'm I'm the energy I'm providing is not like this is a good. So what happened is Mesa, Desert's little sister, went on a European study abroad and at some point in Italy picked up some lice. It's always Italy. Yeah. I've heard multiple people. Well, I'll have you know, Italy had an extreme typhus outbreak due to lice. Like oh. in the, I forget, like 1970s or something. 70s? Yeah. Recent? I think it was that. Wow. Yeah. But they have had, they've had, they've had issues. It's because they're lice, off in the hotbed of lice thrive pandemics. in yeah. humid environments. Oh, there yeah. you go. I didn't know that either. When I went to the pharmacy and said, hey, I need lice shampoo. Ha ha ha. Please, I'm so sorry. The guy was like, oh, yeah, you know. Oh, where were you? And I said, oh, I was in Colorado. And he said, oh, there's ticks out there, too. And I was like, yeah, it's it's fine. I know how to check for those. Yeah, it's, a, it's not but a good was, place to was, be. He was like, you want to know what else is in Colorado? What if he was like, you know, I've heard of bed bugs out there, too. Just listing every human parasite. <laughs> Have you checked yourself for tapeworms recently? You always get into interesting conversations with people. Yeah, I think. But you also are chatty. I like you'll you'll do what you expect think is like the social convention, expecting other people to reciprocate in like, mm-hmm. you know, normal ways, and they never do. No, I don't even do the first step. See, I do. Sometimes I'll. Sometimes it's the normal ways. I just don't talk about those times where mm-hmm. people go, oh, "How's your day going?" And I say, "Oh, good," you know, and they go, "Oh, okay," you know. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. Sometimes I go, oh, good, you know, and they go, actually, it's been really hard recently. (laughs) And I don't know what I do to deserve it. But, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Any questions? Oh, I guess I have to ask a question. You have to ask the question. Oh, my gosh. The question. Why haven't we eradicated lice yet? Because they've been with humans for hundreds of thousands of years and really, the only way to get rid of them is for humans to go extinct. Can you be more specific? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Be More Specific, a podcast where an entomologist, me, and a film student, me, walk into a podcast and walk out with a question answered. I'm Tegan. And I'm Becca. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, lice. Have you, had a, have you ever had lice, Becca? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. <laughs> my gosh, I've had lice like five times. Really? It's my hometown. A lot of kids lived in like really dense either houses or motels. Mm-hmm. And so just <laughs> occasionally there would be blooms of lice <laughs> within. And one time I left my hat in the band room for like a week. And then stupidly I put it on before class. Yeah. And then I was sitting in class and I looked down and a louse dropped off of the hat in onto the desk. Ooh. I squished it with my thumb. Stood up, went to the teacher and said, hey, I just found a, a louse. And she said, oh, you can go. And I said, OK, thanks. And then I walked off campus and went home and dealt with it. When I was in England, at one of the palaces, there was like a cute little dress up area, which was mostly for kids. But there was mm-hmm. like a little a little hat 
for like a captain, you know, that like yeah. a nut, nutcracker wears. And I was like, oh, cute. It wasn't a beef eater, but it was close. Yeah. And so I like went to put it on and my friend just like slowly took my hand and had me put it down. Mm-hmm. And they were like, lice. You don't just put hats on. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's the closest I think I've ever gotten to getting lice. Nice. But then I saw somebody else from the study abroad post a picture with the hat on later. And it was cute. Oh, you could have worn the hat. I could have well, worn the also, hat. Also, I, I have a kind of a radical assumption here today. Mm-hmm. And that is lice really aren't that bad. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, that's after all my research, I was expecting to like hate everything more. But instead I was like, oh, okay. They're just super unpleasant. Not really even. Like most parasites do grosser things. So winged, so lice, lice, the term lice, technically refers to a whole order of insects, Socodia, P-S-O-C-O-D-E-A, fun fun spelling. And there are winged lice that are technically not parasitoid. So have you ever heard of book lice or bark lice? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can like get in books and eat glue and stuff, I'm sure. (laughs) that's. I guess it's kind of fun. Well, that's fun. It's interesting. They're just it is the- interesting. I wonder. We, there's probably book lice in this establishment. There are 100% book lice. Any library, including your yeah. personal one, there is probably a book lice. At least one. Huh. Just I same- also I never I, I like genuinely never realized that louse is the singular singular for lice. Yeah. I thought they were different things. Oh really? Like louses? Yeah. No, that kind of makes sense. I can see why you would think that. Like a baby li- lice is a louse or something. Like lamb and sheep, maybe. Or or just that a lice is a lice and a louse is a louse. Oh. Like, I thought they were different things. Gotcha. I don't know why. No, I get it. Yeah. But. One time my mom was teaching a lesson at church, and she told my dad, oh, I need a lamb, like, for, like, a visual thing for, like, the, the you know, the kids. Mm-hmm. And my dad said, oh, well, we have, here's this. And my mom said, well, I don't want that. That's a sheep. I want a lamb. And my dad was like, yeah, lambs are sheep. And my mom was like, no, it's a different species. <laughs> so they like looked it up. And my mom was like, oh, my gosh. So then her most of her lesson was her being like, did you guys realize lambs are sheep? <laughs> Which does put a lot of the like the Bible in context because <laughs> it is a common metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. So I... <laughs> That's funny. We're we're all we're all just hanging doing, on, doing our best by our fingernails. So we have our book lice and our bark lice, but then the parasitic lice that we are talking about is a pretty common insect, referring to nearly five thousand species of different lice in the clade. Now, normally Tegan can do Latin, right? Mm. This word, <laughs> Phthreptra, P. H, that H right after the P is what does it for me. P-H-T-H-I-R-A-P-T-E-R-A. I There's too many you. H's. There's yeah. too many H's. Fth yeah. is cruel. P-H-T-H. Fth. <laughs> <laughs> They're wingless. So all of the parasitoids that are lice are wingless. Only two species of lice interact with humans. The head louse forward slash body la- louse because... They're the, kind of the same species. There's just two subspecies. Mm. And then the pubic louse or <sighs> crabs. Oh. Okay. Did you think they were crabs? No. When I didn't I was think a kid, they were... I thought when I was a kid, I thought if you went to the beach, you could get crabs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fair. That's probably what I thought at some point. But we did actually learn that in health class in high school. Oh, that's 
I mean, we I didn't was learn a what child. condoms were, but no. Well, why would you? But we learned about all the STDs <laughs> and not how to prevent them. <laughs> yeah, that's. I remember that and having to watch those videos. Ugh. Okay, name a mammal, and there is probably a louse for them. Name a bird, there is definitely a louse for them. Some animals are known to host up to fifteen different species, so we got lucky with our two. <laughs> lucky. Although one to three species is typical for mammals and two to six for birds. Birds are just ridden. The extinction of a bird or mammal species pretty much always leads directly to the extinction of their parasites, including lice. Nearly 370 species of birds and mammals are listed by the ICUN as extinct in wild or critically endangered. At least 50 species of lice share their fate Yet none appear on any list. (laughs) I thought. (laughs) Yet none appear. Interesting. By 1990, at least eight species of lice have have fallen extinct due to their host birds and mammals going extinct. Only one species of louse is listed by the IUCN as endangered. The pygmy hog louse is endangered. (sighs) Pygmy hog? Yeah. Tiny pig? It, its host, the pygmy hog of India, is endangered, hence why it is yeah. critically endangered. Hmm. I've never thought about that, about parasites being part of the endangered species list. Yeah. Just by still... virtue of the species they parasitize. And they're still part of, you know, they're still part of the biodiversity of life or whatever. There is, so there are cases of lice when their host dies, taking like a little little trip on a fly that comes to like the carcass to get to another host <laughs> it's fairly rare but it does happen which i'd means like to see a pixar movie about that about a lice on a fly a like, louse on a fly like i can kind of visualize it it's, it's a crazy like thing holding on he's, yeah he's, he's holding on he's looking for new places put me on a school child they become friends over the course of it but then the, the louse has to go because if it doesn't feed at least human lice it'll for die three days it'll die do you think that it's probably the fly? It's like one of those. You think that the the movie's about the louse. Oh, but at it's first really about you the think fly. it's about his journey, but it's about it's about the fly. Oh. It's about the fly learning to help out this little parasite, understanding that their time is limited. Mm-hmm. There are two <laughs> kinds of parasitic lice: sucking and chewing. Okay. <laughs> sucking lice are monophyletic and only occur in mammals. Mono- monophyletic meaning they all arose from the same common ancestor. They range in length from 0.5 to 5 millimeters, and they have narrow heads and oval flattened bodies. So, our louse, our good friend. Our common louse. Our good friend, the louse. They have no ocelli, which are these really simple light-sensing organs that a lot of insects have, and they have compound eyes that are either reduced or absent. They have short antennae, and they have a proboscis, which is toothed, and a set of stylets arranged in a cylinder inside the proboscis. So it's kind of like a hypodermic needle, but like a bunch of hypodermic needles all together. Yeah. Like a tattoo gun. Okay, how can compound eyes be not present? What is a compound eye? It means they don't have an eye. A a compound eye means it's an eye made of multiple facets. Yeah. Which most insects, that's how they have eyes. Okay, but humans don't have compound eyes. No. Okay. We have one... One, like, one cell, or not one cell, but, like, one light organ. I guess we have two. Two individual light (laughs) organs. Most have two. I don't want to presume. Two individual light organs that, like, change how much light is coming in. Whereas insects, they don't have, they have a bunch of different ones that each see an independent 
Okay. Like image. So Laos have those, but they're not very good or yeah. they're not there. Yeah. Just like depending what, on species? Why, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why need I? Why need I went on, on head or body or whatever? Oh, gross. Okay. I'm itchy. Also, you pronounce it proboscis? It's not probo- proboscis? I've never pronounced it with a C. Proboscis. Does it have a C in it? Yeah, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's proboscis. No, I believe you. I just, I feel like there, I probably watched one Arthur episode where they said proboscis and assumed that was the end all be all of pronunciation. It might also be a British English versus versus American English thing. Like Mm. so many entomological terms specifically have split because of all of the old world, like European researchers versus the new world American researchers, like constantly never agreeing. Mm, That makes sense. And the proboscis is basically their nose. No, it's their mouth. It's their mouth? Yeah. What do you call their nose? What am I thinking of? So bugs don't have noses. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know that. You're okay. So in anteaters, it's probably called a proboscis. Okay. Just like an elephant trunk is technically a proboscis. Yeah, that's probably the context in which I've heard it. I think proboscis means something different based on the animal you are ascribing it to. Is it just like? But I well, in an anteater and an elephant, those are also. Oh no! Wait, you're right. I think they're just. It just means like. I mean, I can look up the definition. Like elongated. Yeah. Like I think it is referring to the morphology, not the function. Mm-hmm. And morphology is? Morphology is like the physical characteristic. Yeah. I did know that, to be clear. I just want our listeners. Yeah. Okay. So if you look up proboscis, a proboscis is an elongated appendage from the head of an animal. Whoa. That's crazy that That's it can apply it to either mouth or... Or nose. Because you know those monkeys with the giant noses? Yeah. It's a bunch. I looked up proboscis. It's just like. A bunch of those. Five pictures of those monkeys. <laughs> Which like now Big I'm, proboscises. Now I'm thinking about them. They're in their <laughs> big noses. Cool. Glad we got that straight. But yeah. Okay. Chewing lice are paraphyletic. So they've arisen uh, multiple times. They don't have one common ancestor. Mm. They occur on weird list. Elephants, warthogs, lemurs, one species, and birds in general. <laughs> so all the characters of the Lion King. Yeah, I think they're also... I think Except it's also for lions. Like, I think it's also like an African lineage. Like oh, truly. Oh, no, that makes sense. At least like sub-Saharan. Um, they are similar to sucking lice in form, but the head is wider. And they also have compound eyes. Cause I guess you need to see better if you're chewing. Yeah. And they have the mandibles. <laughs> oh. To chew. So, so they do chew. Yeah, they do be chewing. Some species of chewing lice house symbiotic bacteria. Like but but humans don't get chewing lice. No, we don't. Okay. Some species of chewing lice house symbiotic bacteria in bacteriocytes, which are like little packets for bacteria, little like pockets for bacteria to be in in their body. They may, this is a funny sentence, from directly from Wikipedia. These may assist in digestion because if the insect is deprived of them, it will die. <laughs> Like, is the alternative, it gets so sad. Like, I think this is one one time where we could be like, it probably, it probably is involved mm-hmm. since they starve to death. If they don't have it, they'll die. Yeah. So one can only assume. That's how termites are. If termites don't have that bacteria. They can't, they can't digest their wood. And then they die. Mm-hmm. Huh. If you don't have bacteria, your stomach starts getting real wonky. It's interesting. We are. Yeah. I, I had a conversation with some co-workers a couple days ago about whether or not Jesus might be lactose intolerant. Because <laughs> human Jesus, almost certainly, right? Mm-hmm. But like spirit Jesus is perfect. 
And also, I mean, human Jesus was perfect too, or whatever. But like, does but I get what you're is saying? Is lactose intolerance an imperfection? Is what I it mean, came down to because ultimately, or is lactose tolerance the imperfection? This is because true because it was the mutation. Yeah, and most people aren't lactose tolerant. Yeah, just something to think about. Is lactose intro- intolerance a, like an imperfection? I mean, that's like asking is red hair an imperfection because it is a... It just is what it is. Yeah. And it's a mutation. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you're right, maybe I shouldn't assign moral <laughs> morals uh-huh. to physical characteristics. Yeah, weird. Okay. <laughs> you, you learn something new every day. Reverse engineering body positivity, <laughs> but with lactose intolerance. Whatever it takes. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about human life because I know... That's what we all care most about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I we right. I care. I care more about human lives personally. Mm-hmm. At least right now. When they say all lives matter, they're referring to warhogs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's so stupid. The two species, three subspecies of sucking lice that parasitize human beings belong to two genera. There's Pediculus and Pithyrus. Head lice are Pediculus humanus capitus, so the subspecies comes after the species name. That makes sense. Yeah. And then body lice are Pediculus humanus humanus, sometimes referred to as Pediculus humanus corporis. I can't figure out why it's both and why. Like, I think it's some sort of taxonomic thing that the I'll let the lice people deal with, not me. <laughs> Do you know any lice people? I know a tick guy, but I don't know. Lice might be the least glamorous. People research them, though, because, oh, we're about to get into what lice can tell us about humans. It is crazy. Hmm. Without lice, we wouldn't know nearly as much as we do about human evolution. Oh. Yeah. Um, Head lice, forward slash body lice. You probably know what they look like. I'm sure you've seen a picture, right? No. Really? Why would I have? I don't know. Don't you, like, want to Look know? up pictures of lice? Or, or, like, someone has lice and you're like, oh, I should know what that looks like in case I see one. I don't know if I've ever even been in contact. Like, I don't just hear that people have lice very frequently. You're, like, the only person I know who's gotten... No, I guess S might have gone. I know, like, everyone in our friend group has had lice, Becca. I believe it. Because we've talked about it before. But, like, I'm recently? up the word lice to show you a picture. Okay. This is what they look like. It's a drawing. Oh, I did know that. And here's a picture. They'd be, like, if I didn't, if they didn't have the wrap that they have, I might think that's on the cuter end of bugs. I think they're pretty cute. Crab lice, I don't think are as cute. Hmm. They got the, they got the stocky body. Ew. Crab-like almost. They're, like, hairy. Yeah, they have more hairs on them. Got little tendrils to blend in. (laughs) No, I, I think it's just a... Like a rant. I don't know if it has any function. I'm not a lice That's person. That's not what evolution No, would. evolution <laughs> means, no, <laughs> there is no purpose to evolution. It is only survival. <laughs> survival of the adequate, Becca. Yeah, yeah. Okay, head lice and body lice are generally small, two to 2.5 to 3 millimeters long, dorso ventrally flattened, like a pancake, and wingless. They have a tiny head and a bigger abdomen. That was my description. <laughs> Hmm. It's like you. They are. Wait, do you have a big head or a small head? I, I never can remember. I think I have a small face and a big head. Oh. Which is the problem. I see. Do you get what I mean, though? Yeah. Look at me. Like, I feel like it doesn't take up enough space. I would say you have, like, if I were just looking at you, I might say you have a small head. Thank you. 
Because the face that is you. about proportional to your also small face. Oh, I appreciate that sentiment. You can appreciate it. Yeah. Just yeah. don't assign value to it. Yeah, no. It's funny because <laughs> it, it's my my small face, big head thing doesn't actually like bother me. I just think it's like. You just think it. Yeah, exactly. You like, just believe it's true. It's like when someone's like, I have really long arms. And you're like, oh, no, you don't. And they're like, no, it's fine. They're just long. What is, Do I have a small face? No, I think you have a I have pretty, very proportional I have pretty face big to head. features, yeah. Okay. That's good. I think you have like very like like a very like, like normal. Yeah, your face looks normal. Oh, good to hear. Anytime lice are bad at walking mm-hmm. on anything that's not hair. If you've Ooh. ever seen, I, if any of our listeners have ever seen like a louse like drop out of their head, or can like, I guess? Do they have little hooks? They do. So they have little claws on each each leg, and then they call it a thumb, but it's just like a little like protrusions that they can like clamp onto the hair. Oh. So whenever they – do you remember when we watched Six-Headed Shark Attack? Yes. Do you remember how the shark moved? <laughs> Each of its heads served as a as a foot. But it kind of like as slid. A it, like there wasn't much traction there because it was using no. the tip of its nose and also the CGI was bad. So it wasn't interacting with the environment in the yeah. best way. Yeah. That's what that's kind of what a louse looks like when it's trying to move on a smooth surface. Hmm. It's really funny. They look very stupid. Yeah. A good movie. <laughs> a great a per- movie. A perfect movie. That we watched all of. Uh-huh. They pierce the skin to feed, and the mouth retracts into the head after feeding. So. Human head and body Wait, life. whoa, whoa. The mouth <laughs> retracts into the head yeah. after feeding. Like a butterfly, I think. Like a butterfly. It, like, curls in? Well, it doesn't curl in, but it, it does, like, it goes in. It's like a proboscis. So, you're, we're talking about the proboscis still. We're talking about a proboscis, yeah. A retractable proboscis. Yes. How... So is it like those toy lightsabers where it has like the layers that will retreat into yeah, itself? That's a good way of thinking about it. There's a circlet in the center and oh. they have, I don't, I, I mean, we can get into the morphology of the intestines and like the hindgut and stuff, but I we don't have to. Want to. I just need to know about the proboscis. <laughs> it's pretty cool. A lot of blood feeding insects have similar, have similar adaptations. Did we talk about that with mosquitoes? Do mosquitoes retract at all? Mosquitoes don't, but they have a sheath. Which comes from where? Oh, so, okay, all insect mouths are formed from the same, like, parts. Like, think of a grasshopper mouth. That's kind of the I- ideal, like, the the average insect mouth. Mm-hmm. But then, like, parts of it will elongate or disappear or become something else. And it's just comparative anatomy, I guess. Wow. You can – I'll show you a picture later. Mm-hmm. I'll post it on our – I'll post it on our website. BeMoreSpecific.org? BeMoreSpecific.org because .com was taken. <laughs> no, because we're an org. Oh, yeah. We're an organization. Oh, my gosh. Are we CEOs? Probably. I mean, do we have to make, like, an LLC or something in order to be anything? We might have to eventually if we ever wanted to, like, merch. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Maybe that'll happen. That's so wild. It probably will, the way things are going. We're, like, slowly but surely taking ourselves more seriously. <laughs> I bought actual editing headphones. Be more serious instead of be more specific. <laughs> no laughing. 
only learning Becca. Yeah, and from off-screen, sunglasses just flew onto my face. Whoa. And I crossed my arms across my I bosom. like how you said, and I crossed my arms, like crossing your arms was something you couldn't physically do. You had to only describe it. <laughs> well, I did both eventually. <laughs> you did. Well, you don't have sunglasses on, though. Well, I already have regular glasses on. But anyway, insect mouth parts are really interesting, actually. Yeah, it's they so are. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. So it's it's you can compare them and the people will color code pictures to show like what what is comparable to what. Mm-hmm. And like butterfly mouths, you know how they're they like curl up into their head? Mm-hmm. Super complicated. It's not like one part. It's not like just like the labrum or whatever makes the it's all these different pieces together to create like a tube that uses negative pressure, but it's not really a tube. It's like people will say, oh, Butterflies drink nectar using their mouth part, which is kind of like a straw. Have you ever heard that? Yes. That's so simplified. It's (laughs) not even like complete. It's not even close to being accurate. It is super crazy. Like, yeah, it's one of those things. Like kind of true, but not really accurate. It's one of those things where you learn about later and you're like, oh, I understand why they didn't tell me this because it's really complicated. But also, man, I wish someone had told me this. Yeah, this is way cooler. Yeah, exactly. Um, Human head and body lice. Pediculus, that genus, share a common ancestor with chimpanzee lice. Oh, I thought you were going to say chimpanzees. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) Okay, get me out that chart. We're talking about it. (laughs) Technically, we all share common ancestry (laughs) at some point. Chimpanzees currently host a related species, Pediculus shafii. The two subspecies, head and body, are morphologically almost identical, but they do not interbreed except for if they're forced in laboratory conditions. But they act as two different species, essentially. Mm -hmm. Head lice do not spread disease. Like, they just don't. So, yeah. Yeah, there's no diseases associated. Body lice do spread disease. Typhus, trench fever, and relapsing fever. So the problem is body lice are also associated with, like, poor hygiene. Head lice really aren't. They're just kind of a thing that happens but body lice you can get rid of pretty easily by just changing your clothes and taking a shower like literally that's it that's all you need to do Hmm. because they lay their eggs on clothing which means i want to see if i like if body lice lay their eggs on clothing what does that mean about body lice i don't know They've only been around for as long as clothing's been around. Oh, I would not have gotten Isn't there. Isn't that crazy, that, though? Yeah. Like, so they're they're basically... There couldn't have been anything else that they sat on? No, what else? I don't know. Not just regular hair? Well, they, they can only do coarse body hair, but they, have, they don't lay eggs on body hair. They only lay eggs on clothes. So how did they exist? Like, how did they come to be? They are... It's a... They speciated from head lice huh. when humans started wearing clothes. Weird. So they they behave. So there was a head lice that was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. In two different, I'm gonna go sit on this hair like fabric. In two different different ecological niches on your body. Okay. The body versus the head. Isn't that so cool? So just this specific species has existed since clothing has existed. Mm-hmm. But lice existed before that. DNA differences between head and body lice provide corroborating evidence that humans used clothing, started using clothing, between 80,000 and 170,000 years ago before leaving Africa. Human head and body lice occupy distinct ecological zones. 
right? And then because body lice require clothing to survive, the divergence of head and body lice from their common ancestor provides an estimate of the date of introduction of clothing. Isn't that really cool? It's just <laughs> so exciting. The dominating theory of anthropologists, have you heard of the, like, out of Africa hypothesis for human evolution? Maybe. It's just the idea that all because there's more genetic diversity in Africa, that means humans most likely began in Africa and then moved outward, hmm. which is corroborated basically every way you look at it. And it's also corroborated by the fact that there's more genetic diversity in African lice. So it's basically like because lice, these lice are so like specific to us. Their history, their genetic history, like, mimics ours to a T. Hmm. Isn't that so cool? That's really interesting. I get, I get really excited about lice. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Lice were not spread to the New World by Columbus. That's I've heard people say that before. Like, Columbus brought, you know, a ton of diseases, and he also brought lice. Mm-hmm. Be- because they found mummies in Peru... With lice mummified on their hair, Whoa. we know that lice actually existed in both places, which means that they were kind of with us. But typhus, there is no record of typhus in Europe before 1500s. And so the current theory is that typhus was actually like only in the New World. So Columbus, all these other people are discovering, quote unquote, the New World. And they come back and they bring typhus, which then kills, like, a bunch of people because they have absolutely no immunity. Oh, so yeah. diseases were technically exchanged. Yeah. So it's, it's just a, bad for everyone. Yeah. Worse. for Na- Native yeah. populations of the New World Tour. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was so much worse. But typhus still sucked and it still killed a lot of people. So, <laughs> yay, infections. Mm. <laughs> Payback. <laughs> yeah, that, let's call it that. Justice. <laughs> Head and body lice use a glue from their reproductive organ, so the females, which glues the egg to the hair or clothes, leaving a spot for the baby to breathe because they have to breathe. They they glue eggs to hair. Mm-hmm. So if you look at pictures of lice hair or lice eggs on hair, people call them nits, hence the term nitpicking. Oh. <laughs> Did you not know that? No. I'm having so much fun. Yeah, so... Nitpicking is is referring to the removal I guess of nits. that makes sense. Yeah, and so I never thought about it. <laughs> Human head and body lice and crabs reproduce sexually, pairing oh. within the first ten hours of life, and then they mate constantly. They have high levels of mortality during mating, with the males sometimes rupturing the females' alimentary canal in their body, which is important because that's what holds the blood. So when that happens, they die because. That's super gross. Same thing would happen if I ruptured your intestines. You know, yeah. you'd die. But, uh, but in such a classy of, way, too. If one of the, the, like, louse, if one louse dies while they're mating, they're just stuck together. That's it for the rest of their three-week-long lifespan. Just have to carry around their dead partner. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Their dead sexual partner. That's crazy. That's crazy. If surviving, you know, everything, because they have pretty high rates of death, most lice don't survive. Um, a female louse can lay 50 to 150 legs. <laughs> I wrote legs. <laughs> a female louse can lay... In context clues, I think we could discover an alternative. <laughs> 50 to 150 eggs. How many legs is that if each if each egg makes a six-legged bug? 
Six times 100? Six times 150. Oh, that's slightly harder. (laughs) 900? (laughs) I believe you. (laughs) Don't quote me on that. Eggs hatch within six to nine days, and each nymphal stage lasts for four to five, and accordingly, the period from eggs to adults lasts 18 to 24 days. Adult live lice can live for an additional three to four weeks, but lice cannot live without a human and will die within three days, if not on a host. So, if you have lice, you got a three-day period for all your belongings. But nits, if a, if a nit, like, falls off of your head and then the egg opens, if that new louse does not feed within, like, I think it's, like, three hours, it's dead. So, you basically Are have... they consistently feeding? Yes, every two hours. Head lice feed every two hours. Body lice only feed when you are resting. So and they just feed on blood. Yeah. But they, they don't leave anything behind. Head uh, lice. They do. They put, what's it called? They have saliva. Coagulant? Yeah, anticoagular, anticoagulary saliva. And so, Wait, it's, oh, it's anticoagulant to keep it open? To keep the wound open? Or are they trying to close the wound? No, they're trying to keep it open so the blood flows. Oh, then, and so people who have lice, they just have open wounds on their head all the time? Yes. And you're saying they're not that bad? It's just itchy. They're really small. (laughs) I was looking at the bites on my sister-in-law's head, and they're really, like, small. The problem is if you're itching it, then it just gets gross, Tegan. I mean, so are zits. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it looks the same. Now I'm going to itch my head because I'm... See, I do feel itchy. Do you feel itchy? Yes, of course. Do you feel itchy in this fabric room with me? See, oh no. I was thinking about the fact that we have, I've leaned up against these walls before, and I don't know who's been in here. When I was a kid, whenever we went to the movie theater, because lice was such a problem in my hometown, my mom would hairspray my hair and put it in like a really tight braid. And then I'd have to wear a hoodie at the movie theater because our. Movie theater seats were like a, like a plush fabric, and so she That's was like, "Fascinating." She was like, "We are That's not crazy. dealing with." I this. was never even a thought in our mind, our collective mind, the yeah. page mind. Mm-hmm. We share one. <laughs> so head lice infestation wise, about six to twelve million people, mainly children, are treated annually for head lice in the United States alone. In the UK, it is estimated that two-thirds of children will experience at least one case of head lice before leaving primary school. Uh, I mean, maybe I did as, like, a kid, but you, that feels like it would be a formative memory. You probably did and you didn't know. Because here's the thing. If you have, like, four lice that end up on your head or one, it if it dies, that's it. Or if you, like, have a real good shower or if you happen to suffocate the eggs somehow, like... There are probably so many cases of people having having like small infestations and not knowing. Hmm. The number of cases of human louse infestations. Also, by the way, the, the medical term is pediculosis. Pediculosis? <laughs> yeah. It has increased worldwide. Pe- wait. Oh, pediculosis. What about pediculo bro? Yeah, what about it, Becca? <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> it's something to think about. <laughs> I'm here to ask the questions, not answer them. <laughs> what about Pedicu? Low, bro. They have been How, increasing. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Oh, oh, oh you have 
pediculosis? Pediculosis. Oh, you have pediculosis? Do oh. you have a pediculo bro? <laughs> what about what about a pediculo sibling? Oh, for our non-binary friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm ready to move on. <clears throat> the number of cases of pediculosis has increased worldwide since the mid-1960s, so reaching hundreds of millions annually. So it's just been increasing. Despite improvements in medical treatment and prevention of human diseases during the 20th century, head louse infestation remains stubbornly. In 1997, the year I was born, Mm. 80% of American elementary schools reported at least one outbreak of lice. Lice infestation during that period of time was more prevalent than chickenpox. You keep saying prevalent. How am I supposed to say it? Is it spelled prevalent? Yes. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to say it. <laughs> Continue. What's it? Are those different words, Becca? Prevalent? Yeah. I, it, that's just how you say the word prevalent. What about prevalent? Does that mean anything? It probably means the same thing, just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I read. I don't talk, Becca. <laughs> we have a podcast with well, like now... 40 hours of content released. Have you ever thought about that? Oh, yeah, I do. All the time. You could just listen to our voices for like two days straight. I could. And be driven mad. <laughs> driven to the brink of insanity. Actually, Wait, what's that in the wallpaper? Whenever. Is that Becca? <laughs> what are you doing in there? <laughs> you know, the yellow wallpaper will always get me giggling. Well, that was why it was written. <laughs> <laughs> to be funny. Ice infestation is actually overdiagnosed with extinct infestations being mistaken for active ones because the nits in your hair, the empty shell casings, will stay there for like three to six months. So sometimes parents will check their kids' hair, you know, every now and then. I got checked probably like... Yeah, even if you're bathing frequently? Yeah. Because they're just, they glue, like it's glue that they use. It's crazy. And if you have, if you have a knit in your hair, the only way to pull it out, you can't like pull it off. You have to pull it to the end of the strand of hair. Like you have to slide it down. You can't remove it any other way. Cool. So people, they sell specialty combs to Mm -hmm. pull them all to the end of the hair. Mm. As a result, lice killing treatments are more often used on non-infested children than infested children. Infested children is a phrase I would like to see more often. Children are the infestation. Children really are the infestation. I like kids. I I kid. I kid. I love kids. Mm -hmm. It is hypothesized. So you know how humans like do this thing where when we want to show love or affection, sometimes we touch heads. Like forehead to forehead is a thing. Yeah. I was imagining like bonk. (laughs) No. But like kids especially like will show affection by like leaning their head on their parents' head. You're right, yeah. It is hypothesized that this behavior, because it is absent in apes specifically, is a human adaptation to acquire head lice infestations early, which increases body immunity against body lice, which then, which, because those ones actually transmit disease. So if you've gotten lice before, you're less likely to get it again? Yeah, because you you do have like T-cells and stuff that'll, it is an infection, and they'll the like I don't completely but they're external how like hormonal I'm assuming it's something oh to do my with body like, odor kills the bugs <laughs> I'm assuming it's something to do with the uh, and like being less itchy from the anticoagulant and then also some sort of thing with because there has to be other bacterial infections that happen with head lice even if yeah. they're not like deadly like typhuses 
Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's an actual scientific article, which is crazy. It would be not that you'd be less likely to get lice, but that you'd be less likely to experience the symptoms? To get disease from From the body lice. So you would get head lice, so then body lice, which you'll probably get in, you know, days of your. Oh, days of your. Okay. (laughs) I thought you were talking about, like, my future days. No. Which is untrue. (laughs) I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get lice. (laughs) Cleanliness is not related to head lice infection, nor is hair length. I've heard before and I've spread before the idea that lice like cleaner hair better. Yeah. That's not true. If if you're like bald, bald. Yeah, that's also a solution. Okay. (laughs) If you want to shave your whole head. Okay. I have a brother-in-law named Dave. We love Dave. If Dave is listening, Dave, you're amazing. He is bald. And he kept on being like, well, this old noggin won't won't have any issue. <laughs> it was really funny. Okay, so now that you're all itchy, mm-hmm. how do you treat head lice? Mechanical remover, do you removal ever, with a comb is one of the best ways. Do you ever get recommended those videos on Instagram where there's a man's head that's crawling? <gasps> crawling. Yeah. And, and then it's a video of him combing. Presumably it's like a weird ASMR satisfaction, thing. ASMR, cool. satisfying thing. I don't agree. Okay. I think it's the least compelling thing I've ever seen in my life. I scroll past it every time I get and they still show up. I get I'm, those with I like blew weird... that out, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm so, but it's so gross. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I get those with weird, like really gross pimple popping videos. Or it'll be a video where it's like, like a roach in someone's ear. And nine times out of 10, I'm like, you put that there. <laughs> That's a dubia. You buy those at the pet store. Like constantly those videos where it's like, this house was crawling with invest like was infested with roaches and or this house was full of bugs and it's like early pulleys. I'm like, what <laughs> what do you think you're who do you think you're fooling? That's nice. Using high heat on a hairdryer are recommended and has some success, but honestly the hairdryer thing, I've seen multiple sources saying that it doesn't get hot enough and some saying it does get hot enough. Head lice sometimes go away on their own because there's not enough insects to continue the infestation. Pesticides can be used. Your girl used permethrin, which is a pretty good, pretty good pesticide. My personal favorite pesticide. I, so I went to two pharmacies today, right? I went to the one on Center Street and I said, oh, do you have anything for head lice? And he said, oh, here you go. And I bought it without looking. I get home and I realized it says it's homeopathic. <laughs> do you You're know, like, no, I want the chemicals. Do you know what this $14 bottle of water of what, like tea tree oil? No, worse. Table salt. What? A point two five percent solution of table salt and water. Whoa. And fragrance oil. That's it. It's not going to do anything. So it comes with a comb and it's like, oh, yeah, it's literally just a $14 bottle of water to spray your child's head so then you can comb it out. That's all it is. So if you have a stubborn infection, infestation of head lice, just use, just use the pesticide there are worries of super lice that are pesticide resistant i have heard about those but like we have a lot of pesticides to treat head lice it's not like antibiotic resistance where there's like four or like three classes or whatever you know just as long as you're so i have nine days from now i'll do another treatment and then there's do you know for a fact that you had them i don't think i have any but i if there's one i just want to deal with it i we're going to be camping yeah and yeah. so wise. I figured I would just do the treatment now and then there's no way I have a living one on my hair until nine days from now and then I'll do another treatment and then 
we're fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Does Has Desert been doing them too? Yeah. Also, men are less likely to have lice and they think it's a behavioral thing. They are just less physically affectionate with mm-hmm. other people? Yeah. Well, and you know how school kids – did you ever have your teacher who's like, oh, put all your backpacks in that corner of the room and everyone's backpacks will be touching each other? Mm-hmm. Good way to spread lice. Great way to spread lice. I mean, we always had cubbies. Oh, bougie school over here. Yes. We have different upbringings. We do. I'm so sorry. There was a big bot, like a big like like bin in the back and we'd all put our backpacks in it. Oh, wait. No, like in kindergarten. Yeah. I'm talking like fifth grade. No. Yeah. No. (laughs) We had lockers, I think. Curly hair and lice. Super annoying. That's all. I believe it. I'm so sorry. It's okay. That you like might have maybe. I might. I'm. You mate. You may be sharing this booth with lice. Probably dead ones because the permethrin has killed them already. But there may be. There may be lice it's like bodies a, on my it's like head. Like a 4D experience. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm. And my head. I'm not just learning about lice. I'm maybe in the same room as You're one. Maybe experiencing them. My head itches all the time. Yeah. Just, I think I have just like a dry scalp. Yeah. And that information has not stopped me from, I'm not very squeamish, but I just, I just don't like the idea. Of lice. (laughs) Of lice. Mainly because I just don't want to bother other people. Having to call people and be like, you entomologists, you think you're so slick, you think you're so evolved. You're like, bugs are cool, actually, but as soon as one might have gotten on your head, (laughs) oh, you lose all pretension. Here's the thing. If I couldn't give the lice, like, a bot fly, pretty cool. I'd raise a a fly maggot that grows in the flesh of living things. That's not something that exists. (laughs) I want to raise one because I can't give the bot fly to someone else. Like, it, well, it's not catching. Lice is catching, you know? Yeah. It's like COVID wouldn't be an issue if you just got COVID and then you couldn't give it to anyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tegan stumbles upon disease. That's a cup. Put that in the <laughs> Tegan stumbles upon a disease jar. If you're, if you're going to treat your head lice. Which you should if you have it. Pesticides. There are can probably be used. wackos who think that lice are genuinely cool oh. and like cultivate I do, them. I do have a very funny picture of my sister in law in front of a store in Silverton, Colorado. She's her hair's in braids pretty tightly, so you know, nothing falls out. <gasps> but there's a sign on the door that says pets are okay only if carried. <laughs> and she's like pointing at the sign. That is funny. Because her my mother in law called them her pets the whole time. I don't think she ever said lice. She kept saying, well, Mesa's pets or Mesa kept saying she she was like, well, I, I didn't bring home a boy from Italy. <laughs> I brought home probably many boys from Italy. <laughs> no. Lotions in general appear to work better than shampoos, as do like pesticides suspended in oil tend to work better. I than wonder the if it helps the dissolve the glue. It doesn't. Oh. But it does – you can also use – I think it's dimethicone, which is like a silicone type thing. And it will suffocate the nits because remember how they have that little hole to breathe? If they can't breathe, they'll suffocate. However, <laughs> I did read I did read an article that was testing all the homeopathic things like mayonnaise in the hair or apple cider vinegar or tree oil or just straight up alcohol or melted butter. Those don't work. They don't work. <laughs> Usually, like if it does work, it's because you're mechanically removing the lice. Mm. But this is a direct quote from that article. It was extremely difficult to drown lice despite extended periods, i.e. eight hours, 
of water submersion, suggesting that killing lice by depriving them of oxygen is inefficient. I just like to imagine these researchers, like, holding down a lice, like, under the water and being like, why won't you die? (laughs) The lice is, like, struggling. It's just, like... Just a person's, like, two fingers. I like to imagine an FBI agent that's been crossed with the lice to to withstand all any and all waterboarding torture techniques. Swimming in chlorinated pools doesn't do anything, doesn't kill the lice. And if anything, it decreases the treatment efficiency. Because I've also heard people say, oh, just go swimming. But that doesn't, doesn't do anything. They can hold their breath. Like, yeah. How far can lice travel? However far they can move in three days. Of not eating if it's an adult. Hmm. And they don't move very effectively. Right. They slip. Yeah. When I had lice as a kid, one of the times I had lice as a kid, my mom, she kind of went overboard. (laughs) She bagged all of my plush things, all my stuffed animals, all my clothes, everything, put them in plastic bags and put them in the garage tied tightly. And I didn't have those objects for like, I think like a month Hmm. because she wanted to make sure everything was dead, including any eggs. And then I had to sleep in the living room on my sleeping bag, which had to be washed and dried every night. And I would have an alarm and every three hours it would go off and I would get up and I would vacuum underneath me and then I could go back to bed. (laughs) My mom was like, we are. And no one else was allowed in the living room. It was like, wow. My mom was like, we are. She was working at a school yeah. As, you know, as a school nurse and was like, uh-uh, I've seen where this can lead. We are nipping this. And honestly, I probably didn't even have an active infestation. She was persnickety about nitpicking by nipping. Exactly. And in the bud. Sometimes you gotta. I don't, that's one thing I don't mind. I think it was probably a wise decision. Yeah, that's wild though. Things can be disinfected either by leaving them outside for at least two days. That's a good way to make sure the louse dies. Mm. Or by washing them at 60 degrees Celsius or 140 degrees Fahrenheit for 30 minutes. So drying things on high heat in the dryer, just like it will kill ticks, will also kill lice. So if you're ever going to like a camp where you're in close quarters. Mm Mm-hmm. And you feel itchy. That's a good thing to do. Pubic lice. We have less on pubic lice because people don't care as much. They kind of look like a crab. You look at a picture of them. And they were acquired from gorillas. Cool. That's not what you think. Okay. I thought the same thing. Okay. About 3.3 million years ago, humans most likely slept in gorilla nests or ate forward slash fought the giant apes, causing a divergence from Pythoris gorillae, which is the gorilla's louse. I never would have guessed. They So pubic lice don't just go in the pubic region. Anything that's like a coarse hair they're into. So eyebrows, eyelashes, underarm hair, body hair, usually in male individuals, the more like coarse body hair. They can live on all of that. They also don't do any any diseases. There's also been an idea that the, the whole thing where, sorry, you may say it. A direct quote from the article that's talking about how humans got the pubic lice from gorillas is because humans and gorillas are so closely related and have so many potential interactions of a non-sexual nature, it would have been less likely for the lice to have been transmitted through sexual intercourse, which I remembered someone telling me that HIV was most likely contracted by someone, you know, not doing great things to a chimp. Mm -hmm. That's not true. The current hypothesis is that 
it was probably from eating chimps, like bush oh. meat, which is still a practice. Yeah, no, that's Asian. still something I like. I heard that myth, I guess, recently. Yeah. And it's definitely rhetoric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And same with pubic lice. There's this, I mean, crabs Same with monkeypox right now. In monkeypox, there's this idea that it's like, I don't know, that I feel like the stigma of lice in general, we could really, I mean, body, body lice are the only thing that is attributed to like poverty, basically, and a lack of cl- like clean conditions. And most of the people who have body lice are either without homes, they're in war camps, they're stuck, like they're refugees. The people who have body lice need more help. Not less because they are perceived as dirty. So I feel like the whole stigma of lice is like it'd be pretty easy to go to fight against because they yeah. really aren't like it's it's annoying. Mm-hmm. But like truly what it's not that it's not like mosquitoes where it's like, well, a bunch of people are dying. It's like a bunch of people get itchy, I guess. That's funny. That's interesting. That's edifying. Yeah. And a, gross. I still think they're gross. A pretty a gross thing, but also kind of important thing. That I came across multiple times. At first, I was like, okay, this can't be right. Crab lice found on the eyelashes and eyebrows of children can be indicative of sexual abuse. So that's like something that like if a school nurse notices or a teacher notices that a child is like has really itchy eyes and they go to the, you know, the front office and that's what they discover. That's something that can be reported. So, you know, another a good way to keep kids safe, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can also be shared. You can also get crabs and pubic lice from like bedding, sharing bedding and stuff, but it's far less common. And so it's just kind of a, I don't know, a thing to look out for if you're working with kids. Mm-hmm. So the whole evolution thing is kind of the coolest thing out of this this whole, that's that's why I think lice are interesting, just because we can trace our ancestry through these bugs. Well, because they're so eager to, what is it called, speciate, create a new species? Yeah, well, there's <laughs> only the three. And there's also, so there's, we can trace their mitochondrial DNA as well. And I think it's A through F. There's an A, B, a C, a D, an E, and an F population. And they can be traced. Like, we can find the origins of those populations. And they also, like, the human last, I think, is the smallest, one of the smallest genomes. Mm-hmm. So we have a ton of information about their DNA. Fascinating. Now, some treatments that won't work that we've used, or some that will work, but through the ages. In ancient Egypt, you know how, like... Priests, kings, queens had their heads shaved. Mm-hmm. That was so they wouldn't get lice. Oh, they were super common. It's they the ancient Egyptians were pretty like focused on cleanliness, and you know mm-hmm. lice are a sign of not being cleanly, at least in their eyes. And so that was a way to maintain your cleanliness was to get rid of all of your hair, head, body hair, everything. Medieval folk- folklore suggests that lard was used to try to suffocate lice and nits off of a scalp. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, Pretty gross. And Uh, it doesn't work. No. (laughs) Bones from animals were commonly used to create nitpicking combs. A soldier's fort in Wisconsin from the early 1830s was the source for a recent archaeological find of a bone-carved lice comb used by soldiers. Hmm. Sometimes they would also use kerosene on their heads Hmm. to kill nits and eggs. And and it wouldn't work. I think that one would. But I don't recommend it because it is flammable. Pliny the Elder. Do you think it's caustic at all? I would assume so. Yeah. Probably doesn't feel nice. No. I would assume your head would hurt. Hmm. Your okay. skin would hurt, right? Uh, Pliny the Elder, who 
had a lot of ideas about ways to fix things. Who is this? Pliny the Elder. Pliny? Yeah. How do you spell it? P-L-I-N-Y. Okay. He wrote a bunch of books of like, of treatments and remedies. He was kind of like a, he was a doctor that was trying, doctors use loosely here, to like use things to fix things, like the idea of medication, right? He suggests, this is a direct quote. Nits are destroyed by using dog's fat, eating serpents cooked like eels, or else taking their slows and drink. Porigo is cause, is cured, so Porigo having lice, is cured by applying sheep's gall with simoleon chalk and rubbing the head with mixture till dry. <laughs> just, just, he, a lot of his things are, are pretty gross, and I thought that was funny. It's kind of epic, though. Kind of epic, though. Sounds kind of fun. Sounds Maybe we should fun. do a video. Let's cook some serpents like eels. Yeah. Which he has a footnote that's like... How do you cook eels? It says like, oh, if you don't know how to do... Basically what it says, like the footnote is like, oh, if you don't know how to do this, ask like these guys in France. They know how to do it because they do it all the time. What? <laughs> it's just really funny. What era is Pliny from? He's from 23 to 79 AD. Okay. He is a Roman author, naturalist, and natural philosopher. So... The Encyclopedia Natural History, which is the editorial model for encyclopedias mm-hmm. even now, is where that lice cure came from. Mm. And then, last but not least, I have a small excerpt from To a Louse on Seeing One on a Lady's Bonnet at Church by Robert Burns, from who, was, who died in 1796. Mm-hmm. It's not the whole thing because it's a long poem. It's mm-hmm. also in, like, Scottish English. Ooh. So I have a translation because... Oh. It wouldn't make sense. <laughs> so here's the three stances that are best. Or do you want to read it? Sure. Becca, you should read it. Okay, here you go. To a louse on seeing one on a lady's bonnet at church. Ha! Where are you going, you crawling wonder? Your impudence protects you sorely. I cannot say, but you swagger rarely. Over gauze and lace, through faith. I fear you dine but sparingly on such a place. You ugly, creeping, blasted wonder. Detested, shunned by saint and sinner. How dare you set your foot upon her? Such fine a lady. Go somewhere else and seek your dinner on some poor body. Oh, Jenny, do not toss your head and set your beauties all abroad. You little know what cursed speed the blasty's making. Those winks and finger ends, I dread, are notice taking. <laughs> oh, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> it's so the calling lice beauties is also very funny here. It's, it's, it's so cute. It's so cute. It's a whole poem. The whole idea of the poem is like people like the whole if you look it up, there's like spark notes that are like this poem shows that people don't realize how they are being perceived or whatever. But like it's so funny. I love the respect he shows the bug. He He's shows, like, you shouldn't be there. He but- shows the bug respect, but is also like. Okay, lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. It's like, yeah. I love it. I'm Incisive. Obsessed. Intelligent. Yeah. A good poem. A masterpiece. 10 out of 10. Good poem. Best poem. Favorite poem. Now, if someone asks you what your favorite poem is and you say to a louse on seeing one on a lady's bonnet at church. By Robert Burns. You'll, everyone will just be like ripping off clothes. Yeah, they'll think I'm so cool. <laughs> And and sexy. Wow, what a great person. That's what they'll say. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's all I have. That's a lot. It is a lot. I researched all of this in public Mm -hmm. and definitely afterwards, because I was kind of, when I research, sometimes I get like a bit of a state, you know? 
And afterwards, I closed my computer and I went, I was looking at pictures of lice for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many people like walked past me and were like, oh, that's a lot of lice on that person's screen. Yeah. Yeah. You're like itching. (laughs) I'm like scratching my head. (laughs) I had my hair in a similar bun (laughs) as I will for the next few days, just in case. Mm-hmm. I'd just rather. You're very responsible. Thank you. I thought you said you're very irresponsible at first. I was like, okay. You're so irresponsible. I don't want to see you ever again. Yeah. I'm storming out. Thank you. Pitter, patter, pitter. Slam, slam. No, I think you're fine. Yeah. Well, we have to go in the next 10 minutes because the library is closing early today. It's true. Except she made it sound like. The recording booth always closes at 6. That's not true. Which is not true. We've recorded until 8 before. We have. Right? Yeah. Maybe it's just summer semester. Maybe. Yeah. But we recorded last time until like 8, didn't You're we? You're right. Yeah. That's stupid. Maybe they've changed it. Anyway. Whatever. It's fine. It doesn't matter. We should figure out a way to end. We have a website. We mentioned it, but I really want to plug our website because guess who spent money on it? Us. No. We can't did. admit that. Well, yes, we did. We, we spent money on it, so you should look at it. <sighs> It's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. That I'd spend money on this? What's the name of the website, Becca? BeMoreSpecific.org. So B-E-M-O-R-E-S-P-E-C-I-F-I-C dot O-R-G. Specfic is how I remember how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's not spe- it's specific. It's not specfic. Isn't there a C, though? There, yeah, there's... But that's how I remember how to spell it, because I always forget that first C. Yeah, I just want everyone else to know that it's not specific. It's specific. Even if, it's specific. Even if Tegan can't spell. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, now if you have someone who you're like, oh, I really want to show them the podcast, but it's like so difficult. <laughs> now you have a URL that's so easy to remember. It's true. And there's pictures on there, and we'll yeah. have our notes on there. There's some Easter eggs. There's some... <laughs> If you're into that sort of thing. There's some Easter eggs on the website. And it's just, it's a really good place. (laughs) I just hang out there sometimes. Sometimes I just open up my own podcast's website (laughs) and I just leave it idling. And then Google Analytics is like, wow, you had one visitor. I'm like, yeah, that was me. (laughs) I keep on getting like emails that are like, I'll do work on the website. And then it's like, oh, you got three hits today. And it's like, yeah, those are all me <laughs> but um yeah review us because then your review will show up on there too and then That's you'll true. be famous think of how famous you'll be for writing a review it's true you'll be on a dot org website <laughs> which is like a real one by the way you can't just buy dot gov we did look into we that. did look into that i think it would have been so funny it though been so funny we, were, we almost got dot wtf yeah. But we didn't. We want it to be family friendly. Vaguely. Vaguely friendly. <laughs> yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. If you have lice, like take care of it, I guess. Yeah. Get that taken care of. But also like it's fine. Don't be embarrassed. Send Tegan pictures of your lice Yeah. Head. Send me lice photos. There are, there are, I probably just blew out the mic. There are. Are there, I bet there's like chibi lice. <laughs> probably. We should get lice stickers. Best friend lice stickers. There are, there's this one article that was like, oh, an effective method for getting rid of lice is shaving your head. And it was published in like 2016. Mm -hmm. And then someone wrote a response that was like, that may be effective, but kids don't like it when you shave their head. Also, some cultures have like feelings about their hair. So we shouldn't just shave their heads. I thought lice would be funny because I thought you would have a lice story. But then you come in and you're like, actually... 
I never had lice. No one in my school ever had lice. I went to a fancy school, a school without lice. That's what you said. That's what I said. That's what you said. You walked And it's in. what I meant. <laughs> you walked in here. You flipped your hair all over the place because you don't have lice, so it's not in a crazy bun. <laughs> I'm glad to learn about it. I was not happy the first few minutes. Yeah. And now I'm... No more about lice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of every one of our Gross. episodes. <laughs> well, just in general, it's like, oh, man, now I know some things about fireworks. Thumbs up. <laughs> Two and thumbs we've up. spent more time together. You ever think about that? About how we spend more time together? When we do this podcast. Yeah, that's true. We have now spent more time together than we had when we started this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Something to think about. Mm-hmm. Do you have any celebrity gossip? Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian broke up. Oh, yeah. There's lots of memes about it. Mm-hmm. This will be so old by oh, the time right. we hear. We Celebrity do. gossip is like fully like dead. Is fully dead because oh, everything, because we release these monthly. Oh, I have a bad sandwich. Yeah. On my family trip where the lice were, I ate a sandwich at Mesa Verde National Park. Mm-hmm. Which was very pretty, by the way. Mm. I saw the cliff, the cliff dwellings and went, wow. People, humans, we've, man, have we been here, which was cool. And then we were trying to make sandwiches and then the thunderstorm, a thunderstorm, not the, the thunderstorm started like boom, kind of rolling in. Mm. And we were all like, oh, we should probably go quickly. And then very quickly it was upon us. And I ran with my sandwich. It had turkey, cheese, and some Chick-fil-A sauce on it because there was no mayonnaise. And Sounds it, kind of okay. It was a fine sandwich, but it did get kind of wet by the rain near the end. Oh. So less good. But I was hungry. Less good. Yeah, true. Fair. What's a girl to do? Eat a wet sandwich in the rain. That's what, that's what she's to do. Yeah. I mean, I went camping last weekend and accidentally, so I was in charge of the food, and somebody just plopped like a whole tote full of food on top of our sandwich bread <laughs> when we were putting stuff away, also because it started raining. So we had to use this very smush, like just like the most smush sandwich bread. We just dumped all of it into a big bowl, and we all just started getting our grubby little hands on it, trying to flatten it, trying to make sandwiches out of Wait, it. so was it like, like, did you flat, was it flattened almost nothing? Because it depended. It depended down. on the pieces, but yeah, <laughs> kind of. Like you have it like smeared. You'd have some longer pieces, right? But instead of it, mu- all- it smeared a little bit, but there were some pieces that were just like fully flattened, and you just had to like slowly breadsticks. You had to like massage it <laughs> to get the gluten strands to like recompose. You made breadsticks. I guess, yeah, but <laughs> they were pretty good sandwiches. I'm glad we had lettuce. Wow. Is that why there's lettuce in my fridge? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The lettuce is mine. But if you like sandwiches. Yeah. You can have it. My gift to you. My gift to you, this head of lettuce. Okay. Thank you for telling me about lice. Thank you for not. We don't have anything fun. Nothing's funny. Nothing's funny. I've never been funny. Check out our website. And when you check it out, think to yourself, wow. Tegan and Becca love me, and they made this for me. That's true. We're good parents. True. I don't say it every time because I don't feel it every time, but I do love our listeners. I do love lice. Well, that's... What if we call our... What, what if we, if we call, we call our... our listeners? Lice! <laughs> lice, lice gang! Lice <laughs> gang! Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>